It's time to sit back, relax, and listen to Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan will inspire, motivate, and empower you. Live your best life now. Listen, learn, think, and decide. And now, here's your host, Joan Herman. Welcome to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life, from health and wellness to professional development to personal well-being. Changemakers join me to share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Thank you for taking time for yourself, and thank you for letting us be a part of your life. Now, let's start talking. What if we could reprogram old cells to be young again? What if we could rewrite our DNA to guarantee a disease-free future? What if we could eliminate obesity? What if 90 were the new 40? Breakthroughs in aging science are happening every day, and as a result, living to 100, 120, or even 130 will become increasingly common. According to Dr. Michael Roizen and Albert Ratner, this new reality will have far-reaching effects on work, family life, and retirement, making longevity the next social disruptor. Dr. Roizen and Albert join us today to talk about how current science and technology will revolutionize our ability to live longer, younger, and better. Dr. Roizen and Albert are the co-authors of the book, The Great Age Reboot, Cracking Longevity Code for a Younger Tomorrow. Welcome, Dr. Roizen and Albert. Thank you so much for joining us. It's a privilege to join you, Joan. Thank you. I'm getting older, and I don't want to miss out on my chance of living to be older than 100. So is what we're going to talk about today something that is a reality right now, or is it for some time down the road? And let's begin with you, Dr. Roizen. Um, We've expanded life expectancy by about two and a half years every 10 years since 1890, from about 41 to 78 today. We expect in the next 10 years, it'll go up by 30 years. Now, you can do an awful lot to prepare for it and to benefit from that. So, and someday we expect that you'll go in a car wash at age 90 um, on one end and come out 40 on the other end. But for now, we think it's going to be organ by organ. And so um, the book really has three parts. The first part is on the science of these 14 areas of research into aging mechanisms that makes it likely that um, 90 will be the new 40. The second part is on the economics and why this will be a societal boon and how you can take advantage of it. And the third part is of the 180 things or so that you can do now that change your rate of aging so it's very likely you will benefit from the the advanced science. So let me give you this is Al Radner. Let me give you the good news first. The good news is that one of the conclusions we've come to because of the genome project is that if you're 25 years or younger today, you will live to be 125. At the other end of the spectrum, if you're 75 years today, you will live to be 100. And the good news is that you will live to those ages. But nobody wants to live to those ages if you're not going to be healthy and productive and love the life you're living. So this breaks into two pieces. There's a medical piece, 
that will happen over the next 10 years that will add this 30 years to your life and things that you can do. And a lot of these things are personal things. A lot of these things are to eat the foods that you love, that love you back, to have a posse of people that you live around. So this solves a lot of problems. This solves the problems of income inequality because this medicine applies to everybody, because everybody can have a posse, because everybody can get enough sleep and everybody can do the things you need to do. I'm now 94 years old. I have 18 stents. I had two heart attacks, started when I was 70 years old. I feel better now than I did then, and it's because of the things that I'm doing. So, Michael, why am I, what have I done, or what can people like me do? How does that work? So it's pretty easy because you get to change. We used to think when the Human Genome Project started that there would be 300,000 genes found, but there are only 22,500. And so what they called the rest of the DNA was junk DNA, but it isn't. It switches that control your genes. And those switches, you 80% of those switches, you get to turn on or off by your actions. So, for example, when you stress a muscle by either walking or playing ping pong or uh, pickleball or playing with your grandkids, whatever you're doing, when you stress a muscle, you turn on a gene that makes a small protein that goes across the blood-brain barrier that makes the brain bigger and the memory center bigger so you're less likely to develop dementia. So there are whole bunches of things like that, Joan, uh, that are in the book and on the website at greatagereboot.com or in our app, Reboot Your Age, that let people function younger for longer. Dr. Royzen, this is a possibility, but will it be a probability? And the reason I ask that, our kids today are the unhealthiest of previous generations. So unless they make the lifestyle changes that are necessary, is this something that can really happen? Well, you brought up a outstanding point, Joan, in that um, we aren't living healthy and we're getting more obese and not choosing healthy habits. So there will still be unforced errors, you know, texting while driving, vaping, smoking, etc. But the great news is that many of these changes help eliminate, many of the research areas help eliminate chronic disease. And I'll give you one of Albert's favorite, which is white fat to brown fat. When we're young, we have um, brown fat. That's when we're infants. And it uses energy to keep us warm. When we're old, we develop white fat, which causes inflammation and increases the risk of type 2 diabetes, increases the risk of heart disease, stroke, cancer, dementia, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Well, in three animal species now, the largest of which is sheep, they've taken that white fat of of us, mature adults, if you will, but of the mature sheep, and regressed it to what we call mother fat or pluripotent fat, fat that can turn into either white fat or brown fat. They came from the same origin. 
and turned it the white fat, regressed the mother fat, turned into brown fat, makes you thin and eliminates obesity. So if this is true, then obviously Weight Watchers goes out of business and haagen has a thriving business, as our third co-author, Peter Lindemann, would say. But what, what we're learning how to do is eliminate a lot of those chronic diseases. Now, let me give you another one. Addiction is thought to be a genetic disease. So the addiction to opioids may be a genetic disease that we can knock out that gene through gene editing. So there are a lot of hopeful things that may occur. Um, but in the meantime, you're right to take full advantage of this. You need to do. You need to make choices that you love doing that are healthy. Part of that comes about because what was discovered is that 80% of all deaths are caused by six things, cholesterol, blood, sugar, stress, cigarette smoking, body mass. And we control those. We always thought that the genes controlled us, but we control the genes. So we, if we understand it right, we determine how long we live and how well we live. So to us, longevity is not how long you live. Cuss longevity is how long have you lived healthy, happy, and productive. Our society doesn't place much importance on elders. You know, we have this mentality that when you get to be a certain age, you're no longer a productive member of society. But those of us that are aging now, as you can see, we're, we're taking on new things as we get older. What type of a change must happen within our society so that we can learn to value this longevity? And let's begin with you, Albert. So what basically happens, there is a tremendous shortage of population in the world, believe it or not, particularly working age, because a good thing happened. And that was women had the right to choose whether they have children or not. So the birth rate has gone down enormously. As a result of that, you can see in the workforce today, we don't have enough workers. We don't think that changes over time. But we think as age comes into being and you live longer, if you work 20 years longer on a 40-year work like that's a increase of 50% of everything that you've done during your lifetime. So the biggest change that we point out in the book is that we believe the population in, two, in 2050 is going to be 451 million people. And the Congressional Budget Office says it's going to be 33 million people. No, 307, 366 million. A gain, a, gain of 33 million. a gain of 33 million. So that differential, working, playing with their grandkids, that wisdom eliminates most of the problems we have, income inequality, shortage of workers. So that's one of the results of what happens. And Michael points out that if you're 65 now, and you know you're going to live to be 110, you're going to want to do other things. And that's what's important. But it's all in your hands. If you look at people today in their 
50s, 60s, and 70s, we're starting new careers. We're starting, you know, I look at like someone like Paul McCartney. He's 80 years old. He's not the 80-year-old grandfather when I was a child. So you can see the, the shift that's taking place. That's right. And it's going to be progressive. And not only that, but, but when you, as Mr. Ratner points out, um, when you look at the uh, change in population, most of the gain in population we expect to be 80 and older. That means that ageism, that the thing you cited before that is current, um, and that means that we don't value people in the America who are older. I mean, it's different in Japan, different in other countries. But in America, we don't value people um, as they get older as much as other countries do. I think, and we think that will change, because as, as Mr. Ratner, for example, is 94, he believes, um, and, and until a few years ago, he was chair and CEO of um, Four City Enterprises, which he did for 25 years. But he believes that at this age, he can be more productive because he's got a bigger Rolodex. He's got a bigger, he obviously uses it on the iPhone now. He's got a bigger contact list. And people will talk to him and he can do more and be more innovative and free to be more innovative now than he ever was. So, in fact, the, I, we think that the worry about ageism will disappear as more and more of us become elderly. Dr. Rosen, what do you think will happen economically if we have people living to such an extended age and we start giving them Social Security benefits and things like that in their 60s? How are we going to sustain that? Well, what will happen is if we now think work life is between 25 and 65 or 40 years, it's likely to expand to 25 to 85 because you're not going to want to retire at 65 and do nothing for 50 years if you're going to live to 115 in relatively good health. So the point is that we think that the reason we'll get more human capital is that we will extend working productive productive lives by 50 percent if you do that um you don't have you'll continue to pay taxes you'll continue to pay medicare and into social security and those trust funds which are predicted to run out of money and to go belly up or go bust um, by the mid 2030s won't they will be flush with money again and that means um that in fact we will um have a uh, economy that is good. Now, what you brought up is, though, in order for this to be a reality, we will have to gradually increase the eligibility years for Social Security and Medicare. Um, they'll, we'll have plenty of money. And so, as our co-author Peter Linneman points out, Americans will um, eventually do the right thing if there's enough money. Political fights will occur. Um, but if there's enough money, we'll do the right thing so that retirement can be um, at a later age but can be golden again and not worry about pensions and Social Security and Medicare running out of money. And let me give you just one other example. In coming to the conclusion, we would have 170 and a half million more people. The way we came to that conclusion was that people would live longer because of this medicine. It now works that we have 9.2 thousand deaths per thousand people. 
we believe within the 10-year period that will go down to 2.2. We'll save more than a trillion dollars just in medicine. So there are all kinds of savings. And the productivity of the additional people, the 300% increase in population, those people are all productive. I think of my grandkids, and I just wish that my parents had had 20 or 25 years to spend with my grandkids so they could depart the wisdom that they had to my grandkids. That's the greatest gift of all, the knowledge that goes from generation to generation. Well, you know, and one of the things that always amazed me, we're coming off of this COVID pandemic, and I never understood why we weren't putting more emphasis on the things that you teach to just have general good overall health, a strong immune system. Those are the types of changes that we need to be incorporating into our society. We totally agree. And so the last third of the book is all of those things. There are over 180 things that you can make a choice of that help you stay young. We, and at our website, it's a greatagereboot.com. Um, there are people have submitted um, over 50 uh, names of supplements or small molecules that they think they should take and would they help um, reduce aging. So you can ask us questions like that at the website, greatagereboot.com. But about 18 of them have some data behind them that is solid in humans um, that shows that these actually do make a difference. So let me give you one that we didn't expect. So there's some easy and fun things to do and some inexpensive things like this. So um, creatine is a muscle-building supplement that young kids use um, 15 to 35 to build muscle. Um, but in fact, um, in um, the randomized controlled trials, it helps prevent muscle loss as you get older. And it not only helps prevent muscle loss as you get older, but it helps prevent dementia as you get older in these randomized controlled trials. What is it? It's about $5 a month for the right uh, amount of it. But that's a pretty gosh darn easy thing to do. And so there are 180 things you can do. And as Albert says, you want to do things that you love that love you back. Um, so you may not like walking. So I always told him to walk 10,000 steps a day. He doesn't like walking. But as you've heard, he loves playing with his grandkids. And he gets step equivalents, about 83 steps a minute for playing with his grandkids. Or his wife loves gardening. And he loves um, also playing ping pong and beating me in ping pong. So he gets about 100 steps a minute for each minute he plays ping pong. So this is about finding things you love to do that love your body back. And there are a huge number of choices in that last third of the book. And the other thing that's important, we're dependent on the government and we become more and more dependent on the government. And I've that we developed in New York City. We developed, we owned the Nets at one time, Barclays Arena, uh, Metro Tech, a whole bunch of stuff. And what we learned is that government can only help you after you've helped yourself. We have to tell the government what we want or what we need. And we have a society that doesn't understand 
for the first time, we have the power to decide what happens to us. Nobody can empower us. They can give us the opportunity to do it. So this is not going to change. The government will change policies, but the government is not going to make sure that we eat while it's light. The government is going to make sure we seven and a half steps. So what happens to us is it's all in our own hands. And that's the beauty of this. Not everybody's going to do it, but a lot of people will. And for the people who will, it's going to be a much better, longer, happier life. That's the goal. And once again, the book is The Great Age Reboot, Cracking the Longevity Code for a Younger Tomorrow. If you'd like to learn more, you can visit greatagereboot.com. Dr. Roizen and Albert, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Joan. Thank you, Joan. Thank you for joining us. I hope you found the show informative. At Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life, we believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now. Remember that the information provided is the opinion of our guest and should never replace the advice of a professional who knows your personal situation. If you'd like more information, visit our website, cyacyl.com. That stands for Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. While on our site, listen to past shows on demand, read the digital magazine, sign up for our mailing list, and be sure to follow the show on social media. Until next time, this is Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in.